Welcome to the Electra International series, Think Like a Leader. We all enjoy hearing another person's success story, and we hope our conversations with leaders from across the electrical construction industry will help spark your interest and creativity in finding ways you can think like a leader. We're here today with someone who's really going to add to that. I am so pleased to introduce you to Tony Waters. He's a construction executive with Parsons Electric based out in Minneapolis. And we all know Minneapolis is cold in the winter, hot in the summer, but it's a wonderful place to be. And I know Tony enjoys being there. So he's going to tell us a little bit about how Parsons Electric is structured and how it fits in with a larger whole. So welcome, Tony. Thank you so much for making time for us this morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Happy to be a part of this series. So your company, Parsons Electric, is part of Arch Key. And as I understand it, that's a family of brands across the country. So when you at Parsons need to collaborate with other Arch Key brands, how do you address your own approach to leadership so that it becomes a cohesive one under the Arch Key umbrella? That's a good question. As we continue to grow, we have to collaborate more and more together, especially with some of the larger mega projects around the country. So when I approach it, you have to be first and foremost open-minded. We're all proud of the way we do business and think we've been successful due to those ways, but we have to be open-minded and think about what do they do well, where could we have some improvement. It's truly a collaboration. One of the things is you need to get to know the people you're working with. So one of the first things we do is if it's a social event or try to get together in order to know how each other works. One of the other other big things is there's a lot of variables in how we work. However, there's a certain, we, we want to build continuity as well, right? So we set up a set, a set of core processes. So here's the things that we should all be doing the same, even though we might have different philosophies or approaches to other subjects a means to accomplish a goal. Am I correct that right now, Archie has 12 companies under its purview, or is it more than that? If you break it down into a, a couple of the smaller companies, it's I, I don't think it's 12 right now. There's four main ones, Parsons Electric out of Minneapolis, Sachs out of St. Louis, then it's Mona out of the DC area, and then Sprig out of the uh, San Jose area. So those are the main four. We have ArchKey Technologies. We have a couple smallers under our umbrella, but the big four are the, the main players in the industry. The company cultures at each one of the big four might be either very similar or very different. Mm-hmm. How do you have to think about leading your staff and your people and yet keeping in mind that they might be hearing something totally different when they interact, when they, not you, interact with someone from the other top three? I think it goes back to preaching being open-minded. Again, in our industry, it seems like we have a lot of type A personalities that want to do it their way. So when I'm dealing with you know a project manager, every month, it's more and more we're working together collaboratively. So be open-minded, be willing to look at, we're a big lean company, so continuous improvement. Be open-minded to the way they do it. But again, just don't settle either. Let's be purposeful in the, if, if we do change or the way we approach something. Now, ArchKey describes itself in their promotional statements that, quote, it's time for a new era of construction and maintenance. What does that new era look like? 
The way I interpret that is when we're going to the market, there's higher expectations from our customers of both speed, size, being able to manage constant change. We have to be prepared for that. An example, the larger companies now wanting to build the same project all over the country in short timeframes. So we have to be prepared to one, react to that and have the same continuity of service around the nation. That's something we have to deal with. They have high expectations and just a way to meet those, exceed them, whether it be in California or Ohio, trying to have that continuity, I guess. Do you think that there is a sufficiently well-prepared workforce to move into this new era and new approach that you all are going to have to take? Most people in our industry are pretty aware of the talent needed right now, especially with the work being as abundant as it is. Short answer, no. We're trying to make strides when it comes to that, both in the field and in the project management roles. I think it's getting better. We're out out in the universities promoting what we do trying to bring people in, whether it be internships, and now we're going into the high schools and trying to bring people into the trade. So something we're actively working on, I think a lot of people are, Electri's helping with that. So I think we're making strides, but right now I think there's still a shortage, workforce shortage. Parsons talks about uncovering challenges. What do you see as the top challenge facing the electrical construction industry over the next three to five years? I think there's a, a big one right now that is a big pain point that most of us are feeling. It's it's escalation and material escalation and material shortages. I think both of those are almost constant topics of conversation daily. We're talking, I, I heard um, in the last day or two, some equipment's 80 weeks out, you know, almost oh. two years, right? That's a big one. And part of the reason it's so big is getting customers to understand the state of the market right now, how it's going to impact their project. Years ago, you could maybe pay for expedited delivery, and that's not really much of an option anymore. So that's the big one. The the big two are material procurement and escalation. And also, like we talked about, finding the qualified workforce. Those are probably the big ones that we're seeing right now as, as challenges. In your opinion, is the electrical industry as a whole ready and willing to acknowledge and work on those challenges? Or is it the head in the sand kind of situation? When it comes to workforce, I, I think we all acknowledge it. I think Electri's has been helping trying to push, how do we get people in our, into our industry? So are we there yet? No, but I, I think we're making strides there and, and people are focused on that. I think the material escalation, to be quite frank, I think a lot of us are drinking from a fire hose when we're trying to deal with some of these. The nature of these, it's it's hard to teach that for a PM type person. It's it's hard to teach that in say a classroom setting. How do you how do you deal with escalation? You you can't bring 50 people into a room and say, here's the path to deal with this. It's almost more of a mentorship in my mind, because each situation is different based on the contract or the customer and how they'll deal with it. We're mentoring to try to work with some of these challenges more one-on-one basis or customer-based as opposed to trying to do it more formally. So have these challenges changed your approach to what you personally need to do to lead your staff, your project managers, your people? It has. Kind of, I touched on a little bit, but having to be more one-on-one 
Okay. Um, and getting to know the customer and their concerns. And again, it's not a blanket. How do you deal with it? So in my role, I might need to get to know someone at the ownership level to have these conversations of the impacts due to the supply chain issues and they are how to mitigate it, right? Dive in a little deeper. How do we mitigate this by changing design, trying to be proactive on that front? More into the weeds than normal, I guess. Do you find more collaboration happening with the distributors? Are they working with you to try to explain to customers that no, it's not that they're sitting on their hands doing nothing. It's that whatever part they need just isn't available for 47 weeks. Yeah, m- most of the vendors have been, uh, our distributors, vendors, even manufacturers have been good trying to help us explain what's going on or, or also what's available in the market that can help mitigate that? Is, is there another option, another way, a different approach to the install that you know we can get? We're working with some good engineers that understand and, and are willing to, to work with us. But yeah, most manufacturers, distributors are, are helpful when it comes to that. Now, Parsons itself has been involved with Electric International and is on the Electric Council. In your opinion, what role does Electric International play in terms of helping prepare the EC industry to face and address these challenges? Are they doing what they need to do? In my opinion, I think there's a couple of big things that, that Electri does. One, it's looking out over the horizon beyond what we are day to day. As a contractor, we have our head down, plugging away and getting the next project or completing the project we're on. So a lot of times we, we don't have the time or, or focus to look into the couple years or, or decade ahead of what's coming, right? So to me, that's one of the big, big roles. And, and the other one I see is introducing talented people to our industry that, that might not have previously known what we do or have an interest in it. One of the people I think in, in my career that had, has had a large impact is Dr. Awad Hanna. From everything I've heard, one of his initial starts into all the things he's done for us was with Electri. So that's what I get excited about is introducing these new people that can come and do what he does and and help do these studies for our industry that may not have known more or known enough or or been introduced to our industry. What strengths do you and your team at Parsons bring to the Electri Council table that can help Electri come up? with the innovative solutions that the industry is going to have to rely upon? That's a good question. It's a tough question. What can I bring to the table, right? For me, what it is just taking, you know, I work in the industry every day. So, and, and just with my personality, probably being a little more pragmatic, not as theoretical. To me, I think it's a good combination of having a, a researcher that's probably more theory-based or looking out ahead, balanced. Uh, I'm maybe more of a balancer to the pragmatic side of, hey, this is, I, I like where you're going with this, but here's what we really need as a contractor. So I think trying to mix the two is maybe personally what I think I, I would bring to the table. Experience tells me this, I, I see where you're going. You're trying to find that happy medium of what truly brings value. Are there certain specific topics that you would say to me, hey, Carolyn, as Electri's putting together its research agenda and thinking forward, they really better be looking at. When I think about this, I think, you know, what are our pain points? There's two ways. I think one that looking out ahead of, uh, like I said, looking over the horizon, think some something I might not think about. So that's always nice having someone look, try to find something that's not in my normal train of thinking every day. So that's a good part. But in addition, hitting those pain points, our pain points are 
contracts, scheduling, labor relations and productivity. Those are probably the big issues that it's nice to have someone studying, looking ahead. How, how can we improve those three, four things? Do you think contractors absorb and use the findings and recommendations from electric studies? Or is it a case where they get it, they look at it once, they don't share it with anybody and it goes on the shelf? I think there's probably a little of both, but some of it we definitely go back to. You look back to, what was it, a year and a half ago, there was the pandemic study. I mean, we, we read through that. That was great. Again, like Dr. Hanna's work, I have a book in my office of his that we go to. So yeah, no, we, we definitely use it. And, and there's some that we maybe don't use quite as often, but that's okay. Just keep at it. Now, when you think about companies and you've got the big four under your umbrella, every company has its own culture and operational style, as we mentioned before. Not just thinking about Parsons, but more in general, what would you advise newly hired young professionals about how to acclimate to their company's business approach? Are there tips and and ways that they can best present themselves so that they do become part of the culture and part of the whole? It seems pretty simple. I guess it might, my answer on this one's going to seem pretty simple, but when I think about it, it's getting to know the people, whether it be having lunch with them or, you know, just be open to get to know your coworkers is probably the biggest thing. Lunch, happy hour, whatever it might be. Once you get to know them, people are more open to introduce that culture that you're talking about or more willing to help. You come with a problem and they know you, they happy hour the night before. It's bigger than people think, just ha- knowing people on that personal level. And through that, you get to know the culture and, and the work ethic, and, and they'll help you with uh, the core process of, of how we do business. So I, I think the big thing is just getting to know the people within the organization. As you think about your own career over the years, and you said you've been around construction and electrical construction for a long time, what's the best advice that you ever received as a leader. Don't try to emulate other leaders. You can always learn from a leader, take advice. There's always something you can learn from another leader. You have to find your own way. And if you simply try to emulate someone else's personality style or or their approach, it doesn't fit into your personality. So you, you have to find your own way of how to become a leader. So as you're a young professional going into the company, you need to mix and mingle and learn and be open and all of that. But once you find your footing, you can't say, oh, I want to be just like Henry mm-hmm. because Henry isn't going to do it the way you're going to do it. And 100% you have to correct. Exactly. Do your own person. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Totally. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to make sure we share with our audience today about your perspective on leadership? It takes time. I, I, I think once you get into that leadership role, like anything we do, it, it takes time to learn and, and you'll have struggles. It doesn't come day one. At least it didn't for me. Be open-minded to, to learn how to be a leader. I know I, I've been in a more leadership position for, I don't know, five, six years and dealing with people every day. It, it goes from dealing with parts and pieces of a construction job to now more dealing with people. And, and you have to learn the ins and outs and people's wants and needs. And yeah, I guess just be open-minded and it takes time. 
Well, listen, I want to tell you, Tony, I've learned a lot today and I had never thought about the concept of you can't be like Henry. You got to really be your own as being applicable in so many different ways. So we want to thank you for your time. I'm sure our audience is really going to enjoy this session of Think Like a Leader. We look forward to seeing our elected council members in July at the council meeting in Washington, D.C., we want you all to be there because you are the leaders. So thank you very much for your time and thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us for today's Think Like a Leader conversation. You can access every interview in this series on our website, electri.org, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. This is a remarkable look inside the electrical construction industry and it's yours for the listening. 